1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes
2: and fees may vary. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's offsides. Mark Ron and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate rolling on until six thirty p.m. today. Before we will make way for Furman basketball. Can Furman uphold the excitement that we've gotten the last twenty-four hours? Uh, diesel shared with me during the break, Nick Saban has agreed to become the next member of the college game day crew. So you'll see Nick Saban on game day next year. Well, I didn't say that he was going to be on game day every week. Okay. I just said, including being on game day. So we don't know exactly what that's going to look like, man. That's i uh, I'm excited about that. You know, if, if you could ask Nick Saban, one question, diesel, ladies and gentlemen, what what'd you ask him? I would say, what do you think sets you apart from your peers? You know, like the results are obvious, Coach. But, but like what about you and what you did and how you ran your operation? If you were going to point, what's the first bullet point, in your opinion, that set you apart? Because for so many years, everyone tried to figure out what is Nick Saban's process, and I don't know that we ever did. You know, like he was one of those guys that like, he wasn't just a 100 at one thing. He was an A at everything. How do you become an A at everything? Okay? you got to be motivated. you got to be smart. you got to be organized. you got to be all these things. How did he do that? He's, uh, he's coming to uh, college football. He's coming to your TV screen as a commentator for ESPN. I think that's pretty cool. All right, guys. It is time for us to do that jam. We call it the top five at five, the top five biggest sports stories of the day, the top five topics we're discussing. Ladies and gentlemen of the Upstate Offsiders, the top five at five starts right now.
1: And now the top five at five and five,
2: four, three, two, one. Hit it. Five. At number five. Brock Purdy. In the Super Bowl, he gets no respect. He shares his thoughts on those who label him a game manager.
0: It can be a compliment at, at, at times where it's like, all right, you got a guy that can come in and, and run the system well. Um, I feel like that's a compliment. I think that's, you know, you're doing things right mentally, and, and obviously you're good enough to be able to hit guys that are open and make plays. Um, you know there's 32 teams in the NFL and there's not a lot of people that can come in and play the quarterback position well in the NFL it's a hard it's a hard job so um, if you're saying that I'm a game manager and I I don't look flashy in how I do it I mean that's your opinion and that's okay and at the end of the day I want to do it it takes to help my team win and so I think winning at the end of the day in the NFL is probably the biggest and most important thing.
2: Kyle Shanahan, his coach here, on how Brock Purdy has allowed him to become a more aggressive play caller.
1: Your ebb and flow with how you call plays changes with your players. Um, of course, with the quarterback, but also with everyone else i mean the o-line has a factor the the eligibles you're trying to get the ball to how the defense is playing so everything affects your play calling and i've been fortunate enough to be able to call plays for a long time i've been in a lot of different situations but um, having brock um, it's been a lot of fun I and mean, you could feel it last year just each game i got more comfortable with him seeing what he could do and how aggressive he is and um, sometimes guys are aggressive you get a little too aggressive and then all of a sudden you get them in trouble and you got to pull it back and Um, But Brock's been pretty impressive with that stuff. Uh, Usually when it's not there, he makes the right decision. As consistently as anyone I've been around, and uh, he's been real fun to call plays for.
2: The words of one Kyle Shanahan. Now, why are we talking about Brock Purdy? Well, my friends, each year I rank the top ten players playing in the Super Bowl. Doesn't matter the team. Eight of the last ten years, the team that has the most, or the majority of the ten, has won the Super Bowl. This year, on my list, it's 7-3 San Francisco. Number 10, I got Debo Samuel, 9 Brock Purdy, 8 George Kittle, 7 Nick Bosa, 6 Chris Jones is our first Kansas City Chief, number 5 Fred Warner, best linebacker in the game, San Francisco 49ers, 4 Travis Kelsey Chiefs, number 3 Trent Williams, Hall of Fame offensive tackle, Strongest player in the NFL for the San Francisco 49ers. By the way, Trent Williams was almost a chief in 2021. Called Kyle Shanahan and said, You better roll now. I'm about to sign. And they did. Number two, Christian McCaffrey. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Seven of the top 10 players playing in this game are 49ers. So why is conventional wisdom rolling with Kansas City? I've been leaning to San Francisco. All week long. Next up. Four. At number four. In an interview you will hear in the next segment. Diesel and I had a chance to sit down with new Carolina Panthers head coach Dave Canales today. That's right. The seventh head coach in Carolina Panthers history. Joined us on an exclusive. Right here on Offsides. Um, And you're going to hear that talk. But one of the things that really stood out to me. I asked him look. There's a lot of folks in South Carolina who used to be Carolina Panthers fans who are not really Carolina Panthers fans anymore. And, you know, like the connection to this state feels a little bit lost to me. What are you going to do about that? I'm looking forward to hearing your answer, to to having you hear his answer. And I think you'll be impressed with his answer um, because he made it very, very clear. The South Carolina connection is a very, very high priority to him. And you guys being on board is also a high priority to one Dave Canales. That's that interview again coming your way in the very next segment. Next up. Three. At number three, National Signing Day. How about National Signing Dud? I bet you forgot today was even National Signing Day, didn't you? It is. It is lessened in value every single year. Moved here in 2019. It was a big deal. A month after I moved here, we had like a stop the uh, stop the presses, wall to wall coverage show. Uh, that was when our show aired 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every day. And now none of no one even realizes that today is National Signing Day. How did we get here? What can be done to change that to bring the excitement back? I'll ask you guys that question on the renewal by Anderson fan phone at 844-326-3663. But my belief is that you got to have all of the offseason stuff start not in December, but start now. You know, you can't have the offseason start in the middle of the season and then be able to convince people that bowl games actually matter. So guess what? Coach contracts. The contracts open. Coaching hiring season begins in February, not in December. All right? Um, Point number two, the transfer portal opens in February, not in December. Point number three, there is no early signing day. There is only one signing day, and it is today. It is not in December. Why we would ever want to draw attention away from the beautiful bowl season that was that we grew up with is anybody's guess, but it doesn't make any sense to me. There's an easy fix here. You know, instead of having you – know, you know what they say about quarterbacks when you have two QBs, you don't really have one? When you have two signing days, you also don't really have a single one. I feel like this day, signing day, Christmas for adults, you get presents every year. Some year the presents are better than others. That's what signing day is, right? Uh, the Gamecocks finish with the number 22 class. Florida's number 14. That's not good enough. Florida State, number 12. Clemson, number 11. And then you have all the programs opening their wallets. Number 10, Auburn. Number 9, Notre Dame. Number 8, Oklahoma. 7, LSU. 6, the richest athletic program in the country, Texas. 5, Ohio State. Just sleeping in money. 4 and 3, these programs, based on their play, do not deserve to have the 3rd and 4th rank recruiting classes. But when you can outpay everyone, this is what you get. Number three is Oregon. Number four is Miami. I mean, think about this, folks. It's obvious what's going on here. Two Alabama and one Georgia. College football is going to lose popularity. It is losing popularity because it's starting to feel like whoever has the money gets the goods. Next up. Two. At number two, hell of a win last night for the South Carolina Gamecocks. Uh, a team in the tournament, but playing for its tournament life, a team on the bubble, Ole Miss, went to South Carolina. We asked you guys for your picks and predictions on the show yesterday. I do not believe we had anyone who hit the exact score. I was very close. I said 72-66, Gamecocks. It was 68-65, Gamecocks. It was within a point on Ole Miss's score. Um, And Lamont Paris continues to show and continues to build a team that is not one player dependent. Clemson is not there yet. P.J. Hall doesn't play well. I don't think Clemson wins, right? But South Carolina is in a place where, you know, they can have B.J. Mack, Michi Johnson fail to perform, and yet they still find a way. Both of those guys were two for nine last night, and they got an ever-important victory. So what's my beef? I don't know, man. That Gamecock fans always want to cry that they're getting no love. Mark, you don't talk about us. What are you talking about Clemson for? Uh, I don't know. You played Ole Miss. They played North Carolina. Maybe that has something to do with it. And finally. One. Guys, an all-time landmark insane win for Clemson last night. Um, For only the second time in their school's history, with a record of 1-61, and 61, was Clemson able to go to the Deem Dome and come away with a W? Brad Brownell is responsible for both of those wins. Some of you listening right now owe oh, Clemson basketball an apology. If you are one of those here-we-go-again types, who, you know, when Clemson dropped a few games, here we go again. If you expected a late-season choke job from your team, it's time to pen your apology. Why? Because this team is now going dancing. Guaranteed. Period. End of story. Thanks for playing. Bookmark it, timestamp it. Clemson has made March Madness. That's the good news. The bad news is it might mean you're stuck with Brad Brownell, whom I already would have moved on from. Okay, well, Mark, you just said, well, wait a minute. Brad Brownell is responsible for both of the wins Clemson has ever had inside the Dean Dome. Great. That means you've had a bad basketball history. But just because you've had a bad basketball history doesn't mean you need to keep Brad Brownell, okay? Just because you've been treated poorly by every girlfriend you've ever had in your life doesn't mean you need to settle for average treatment, right? You set the bar. You set the goal. Congratulations, Brad Brownell. P.J. Hall is the hardest-working star in college basketball. Ian Shefflin always gets down in the mud. P.J. and Shefflin are are Clemson's beauty and the beast. But make no mistake, the difference this year in this year's squad is Joe Girard. He's a legit backcourt star. He shoots 42% from three, 93% from the charity stripe. Came from the school uh, of of my place of birth, Syracuse. He plays his former team, Syracuse, on Saturday. He is money. And that backcourt, frontcourt star combination is what's gotten Clemson over the hump. By the way, what? A, how about a shout out for the state, the Palmetto State? Clemson and South Carolina, both now. Top five wins on the road. Name another state that can say that. Oh will wait. Diesel, is it Fry first or is it Bueller first? Bueller? Fry? Fry, Bueller? It's, got a, it, it's Bueller first.
1: Bueller? Bueller? They, they were doing roll call in alphabetical order.
2: Oh, that's right. That's right. I'll always remember like it now. Anderson, Asnoff. Bueller, Fry. That's right. Guys, Clemson and South Carolina have top five wins on the road. How great does it feel that there isn't a single additional state that can can make that claim? South Carolina at Tennessee, Clemson at North Carolina. Awesome, awesome stuff. And both will be going dancing for the first time since 1997-1998. 26 years of suckitude and mediocrity that we are now flushing down the toilets. And those are today's top five at five. Now it's your chance to chime in, which you can do at uh, on the Renewal by Anderson fan phone, 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-326-3663 is a number to get to us on the show. Number to get to us on the show. Um, we can also... Uh, here on the show, uh, we can uh, tell you that um, we have the Super Bowl here on the Fan Upstate. You, me, we've got the Super Bowl coming your way. How about it? We've got it, my friends. Right here on the Fan Upstate, 2 o'clock p.m. Coverage begins this Sunday. If you are out and about like I am, if you are crashing Super Bowl parties like we will be, Go ahead and swing on by. What do you say? What do you say? All right. Uh, Coming up next, my friends, your chance to hear. It's not every day you get to talk to an NFL head coach, right? Well, you guys are an extension of us. You are our offsiders, okay? And it would be a tremendous honor to have you take part in this conversation with us and Dave Canales, the next Carolina Panthers head coach, number seven in their history good dude. I think you'll be fired up after this conversation as I was. Next. You put in the hours, the energy, the
0: tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago,
2: Illinois. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. Great to have you guys with us. Truly do appreciate you. We, my friends, have college basketball coming your way tonight. Are you ever excited? You know, uh, it has been. there have been very, very few years where we have multiple births in the state of South Carolina in March Madness. This year could be one of them. But could we actually have not one, not two, but three? Three. Could Furman? get in again i think as you guys know they're gonna have to win the socon conference tournament to do it tonight they take on mercer they take on mercer this evening all right my friends what is good with you guys what's going on uh joe d says canalis dave canalis reminds me of Dabo when he was hired um very very interesting stuff there a lot of fire in that voice right a lot of good stuff you know look okay dave tepper okay I'm not saying you made the right hire, Dave Tepper. Okay, but uh, I like a lot of what I heard. I really do. What do you say we get to that little ditty? Oh, by the way, guys, my former co-host Booger McFarland uh, is on TV right now. You know, like every time I see that, do you guys? When you see Booger on TV, do you say that guy used to be Mark Ryan's co-host? I every I do that every time I see him. I say, man. What a blessing! What an honor that, like, he was my he was my co-host way back in the day. He's funny. He's talented. I had people tell me when I worked with Booger, like, uh, you know, people that are uh, in good places in the industry say, "Mark, uh, just be prepared. You're not gonna have Booger for long. He is a star." And I said, "Really?" They said, he, "You're not gonna have him for long. You know, it's uh, no offense to you, Mark, but Booger, it, like, he's not gonna be there long." I said, well, what what are you trying to say? What what are you trying to say there? It's just like, well, you know, man, like a player that is very eloquent and is funny and entertaining, that player, they're going to grab that player to be an analyst sooner than later. And that's exactly what happened. You ever notice how much Booger McFarland looks like Charles Barkley? Kind of. And he sounds like him. He is the football version of Barkley. (laughs) You know, he is. And those guys love him too, the PTI guys. Pardon the interruption. Uh, Okay, it's time for us to do that jam. We call it Truth Serum, where we give you four options on life and sports, and you tell us which one is most likely to be proven true over time. Truth Serum starts right now.
1: You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You know what? You're right. This isn't Truth Serum. Because I don't feel anything.
2: That was a lie. I do feel something. This is Truth Serum. All right, Diesel, here we go. Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey both retire after the Super Bowl if the Chiefs win. Huh. Both Clemson and South Carolina make the NCAA tournament and both win a game. One of Beamer or Dabo will not be in their current job by January 2026 and number four Bryce Young will make a Pro Bowl by the same year 2026 Ooh, Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey both
1: retire if the Chiefs win both Clemson and South Carolina make the tournament and win a game either Beamer or Dabo will not be in their current job January two years from now and Bryce Young will make a Pro Bowl by 2026. So that's through the 2025 season. So he's got two seasons to make a Pro Bowl. Yep. Um, Man, without a without much of an offensive line, that's going to be a tall task for Bryce Young. I think we'll see him improve, certainly, in 2024. But a Pro Bowl season, I'm not sure. Maybe 2025 once they actually get some picks back under them, but man, that's a tall task. Uh, I'm going to say that both both Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey retire if the Chiefs win. I think they will both use that as their swan song and exit stage left on a high note.
2: So the question, guys, in Truth Serum is, which of these is most likely to be proven true over time? Not can, you know, like there could be multiple that are true, right? But which is most likely? Well, Michelle Tafoya told me that she believes Travis Kelsey is, is going to retire after the season. Future plans. That sounds a lot like uh, you know a certain singer. Making babies. has something to do with that. Yeah, c- perhaps. Um, but I do think Diesel. That's likely. I'm going to say that's uh, 60%. I think Clemson and South Carolina making the tournament and winning a game. I'm going to go as higher. I like what I'm seeing out of these guys this year. So I'm going number two. Both Clemson and South Carolina make the tournament, win a game. Which of those four is most likely to be true by you guys? What do you say? Next up,
1: and Diesel, what do you got? (laughs) Uh, By virtue of the Super Bowl being in Las Vegas, this year will set a record for the most money ever gambled on the Super Bowl. Number two, Clemson will make the NCAA tournament, but as an eight seed or lower. Number three, Brad Brownell will not be the head coach at Clemson in 2024-2025. So next season, he will not be the head coach. At number four, given the infectious nature of Dave Canales' energy, I say the Carolina Panthers win six games next year, not including preseason.
2: I want to pick that one, Jason I'm appreciative of Dave Canales. I want to thank him for his time. Thank you, Carolina Panthers, for making that possible. The correct answer, though, Diesel, is more money will be gambled on this Super Bowl than any other Super Bowl. If you had to guess and say a percentage
1: increase, 10% more, 20% well, more, I'm, go, I'm
2: going 20% more, not only because of where the game is, but also, Diesel, because of the matchup. The line is a point and a half, two points. The line is essentially irrelevant, you know, so you got two evenly matched teams. Everyone's got a feeling for how this is going to go. I think it's a perfect storm for a lot of folks to lose a lot of money that they can't afford to be losing.
1: Well, it's just too bad that the sports books are not going to be up and ready in time in North Carolina for legal sports betting on the Super Bowl. We found out a couple of weeks ago that they are uh, efforting that to get it up and ready and running by March Madness, which is smart. But it will not be ready for the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm gonna say, most likely, I I could see Clemson going on a little run here. I don't I don't expect it, but I could see them going on a little run here and saving themselves from the dreaded eight seed spot. Panthers winning six games—that's an increase of four. Tall task when you still don't have pieces in place. Um... Yeah, I mean, record money will be gambled on the Super Bowl, but, man, I really want it to be number three. I really want it to be Brad
2: Brownell's ousted, just no matter what happens in the tournament. <laughs> so, okay, riddle me this, Diesel. We've got to come back and address this here. Are you saying, Diesel, I, are, I, I'm curious, and we're going to hold this until the start of the next segment, but is Diesel saying that no matter what Brad Brownell does, he's gone? You know, Sweet 16, he's gone? Elite eight, he's gone, final four, he's gone, I don't national think he's got championship. That in him. He's gone. We will see. We will see, my friends. In the meantime, how did the historic event of last night even take place? And what bold proclamation of premature smaculation are we willing to make about where Clemson is next here on Offsides, the fan upstate.